I've been thinking about leadership a lot lately. What makes a great leader, how they admit mistakes when they failed, how they engender trust, why people follow them and are loyal even after they stop working together, and how they continue to work on themselves to improve. As probably every single one of you has experienced, a bad manager, notice I didn't say leader, can ruin a perfectly good job. A passive-aggressive text can spoil your day, a rant in front of your colleagues makes you want to cry your eyes out and then curl up with a movie and a pint of ice cream, or a bottle of wine and a pint of ice cream, and an email or Slack message sent in the middle of the night can veer you off the path. These are all things I have seen happen in real time with friends, colleagues, or peers in the past few weeks. To boot, I have a colleague who will call me Gina when he's mad at me, and no amount of people telling him it's Ginny works. If anything, it makes him do it more. Ah, people. Clearly, some people will never be leaders, but for those of you who aspire to be known as a great leader, this week's SpinSucks podcast episode is for you. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. A few weeks ago, a girlfriend sent me a screen grab of a text her boss sent her at 5.30 in the morning. It read, the amount of screwing up you have done lately is asinine. Please call me the moment you wake up. Okay, first of all, what? The moment you wake up? Is she her mother? And saying that you're screwing up in a text? Like, what? I wasn't the receiver of that text, and it infuriates me. Can you imagine? I'd be like, oh, yeah? Your amount of being a horrible person is asinine. I quit. And that, my friends, is why I'm completely unemployable. My friend asked me what to do. I told her she should not, under any circumstance, call her boss until the workday started, and certainly not at 6.15 in the morning, which is when we were texting. I then began to ruminate on how people like that are employable and why some HR manager hasn't shown her the door for behaving that way. She is not the perfect picture of a leader. I wouldn't even classify her as a manager. She's just someone who's had the Peter Principle applied, probably because she's good at doing her job, and will never move up the ladder further than she already has. At least I hope that's the case. Unfortunately, she will never hear this episode because she doesn't believe she has anything to work on, and she'll continue to send horrible text messages at all hours of the day and night, and outstanding employees like my friend will leave. I had a boss like that in my late 20s. She went through employees as often as she changed her clothes, and everyone in the organization knew it. When they moved me to work under her, they told me if anyone could survive her, it would be me. They literally said that to me. So instead of firing her because no one could work with her, they took their most stubborn employee to see if she could be broken over her bad behavior. Spoiler alert, it didn't work out. To this day, when I see that woman's name online, I want to throw my computer out the window not the perfect picture of a leader either. I'm reading Happiness Falls right now, which is fiction, but there's a section in there about leadership that I thought was apropos. I'll quote it. Quote, lion tamers, skating coaches, all of these people ordering the actual performers around, it seems like anyone could substitute in. But an untrained person copying a lion tamer's exact physical movements and sounds will get their head bitten off. It's not the external aspect is my point, not just the person flicking their wrist a certain way that makes the lion not eat them or that brings the instruments together and inspires a group as a whole to fill and transmit longing joy vivacity. 
It's an ineffable talent like leadership that depends on a person's interpersonal connection and influence, which cannot be faked. The conductor knows the music cold, the same way the lion tamer can't feel fear because the lion knows. The conductor has to intentionally and confidently embody a certain emotion, and the baton embody it too. Zap that through the air, let it course through the musicians and their instruments, and it will envelop the audience. Just as important as the leader's talent is the relationship built with the performers through hours of practice and repetition. A genius maestro can't step in five minutes before a performance to conduct an orchestra they've never met, just like the world's best lion tamer can't step into the limelight with an uncaged lion they've never worked with, end quote. And I will add, just like a leader can't earn trust and respect overnight, and certainly not by bullying or behaving badly, just like you can't step into the ring and command respect from a lion, you cannot send a rude and condescending text message at 5.30 in the morning, or really at any time of the day or night, and expect people to trust and respect you. It's just not how it's done. In just a few minutes, I'll be back to talk you through what it means to be a great leader and how you can continue to work on your own skills. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. When you think about some of the best leaders you've worked with, what qualities do they have? Are they visionary? Do they have high integrity? Do they inspire you to want to be better? Do they have high emotional intelligence? Are they adaptable? Can they communicate clearly and effectively? Do they hit conflict head on? Are they resilient? Are they humble? Do they consistently work on their own learning and development? If you said yes to all of these, or even the majority of them, let's bottle that person up and have them round up all of the people who are in leadership positions who don't have these qualities. Wouldn't life be so much easier that way? Because we can't really do that, and because there's only one person we can change, ourselves, let's talk about how to achieve those leadership qualities. Number one is develop self-awareness. How self-aware are you? I'm sometimes self-aware to a fault. Don't be me. But do be self-aware enough to reflect on your strengths, weaknesses, and how your behavior affects the people around you. When I started my agency, I hired a business coach who was perfect for me. He didn't put up with my BS, and he put me in my place when appropriate. One afternoon, I was venting to him about my team complaining about feeling burned out. I exclaimed, how can that be when they're only required to work 40 hours a week? 
he, he very graciously pointed out that while I didn't expect them to work more than 40 hours a week, my actions showed differently. I personally got to the office at 7 a.m. and I didn't leave until 7 or 8 p.m. I told him I did that because it was my business and I was building it, but I certainly didn't expect them to. He told me to think about the message I was sending by being there 12 to 14 hours a day. It certainly wasn't, hey, the big boss is here, but by all means, go home. Instead, it was, if I'm here, you should be too. I didn't truly expect them to be, but that's how they perceived it. No wonder they were burned out. So I started leaving the office at five, and so did everyone else. Of course, I went home and worked, but I didn't send any emails or bug them after hours. And guess what? People were no longer burned out. The next is to cultivate emotional intelligence. I have a brother who's probably one of the most intelligent people alive IQ-wise, but he has zero emotional intelligence or social skills, which makes him unemployable and impossible to work with. A leader's EQ is often a strong predictor of success more than their IQ, which makes sense in my focus group of one of my brother, right? That is because EQ involves self-regulation, empathy, motivation, social skills, and self-awareness. Your IQ does not predicate these things, nor does it mean you will ever be good at it. But you can improve your EQ by practicing active listening, engaging in empathy exercises, and learning conflict resolution techniques. The next is to be a lifelong learner. And this is something that we talk about a lot here. It's not only important for becoming a better leader, but in ensuring you don't become complacent in your job. The best leaders are perpetual students. Keep up with the latest leadership theories and practices by reading books, attending workshops, and seeking mentors. Platforms like Coursera and LinkedIn Learning offer courses on leadership development, and there's many coaches who can help too. Being a lifelong learner is not just about acquiring new knowledge. It's about developing a mindset that embraces change, seeks new challenges, and continually strives for personal and professional growth. This approach is vital for those who are motivated to lead more effectively. The next thing you want to do is foster a growth mindset. So leaders with a growth mindset see challenges as opportunities to learn and grow rather than obstacles to avoid. A growth mindset allows people to view failure as a part of the learning process, not as a reflection of their abilities or worth. This perspective encourages taking calculated risks and innovation as setbacks are seen as stepping stones to success. A growth mindset is not just a nice-to-have attribute. It's a critical component of effective leadership. It fosters a proactive, resilient, and innovative approach to leadership, ensuring that leaders are well-equipped to face the challenges of the modern business world and lead their teams to success. Next is to set the example. I've always thought the best leaders are willing to roll up their sleeves and get the work done alongside their teams. What I failed to realize early on in the life of my business was that that meant alongside not doing it for them. It's hard to give up control and delegate effectively, especially when the business is your own or you're in a new leadership role. But that's one of the most important ways to build trust and empower others while also setting an example. You also want to encourage feedback. Encouraging feedback is probably one of the hardest things you'll do in your quest to become a better leader. Sometimes we hear things we don't want to hear and our egos get bruised, but it's one of the easiest ways to both understand what's happening at all levels of the organization and engender trust as you show that you're willing to make change based on what you learn. It's not easy, but it works. As you engage with these tips and tools, remember that leadership is a journey, not a destination. It's something you will always work on and evolve. It requires patience, 
dedication, and an unwavering commitment to growth both personal and for the team you're privileged to lead. Each step forward in honing your leadership abilities is a step toward creating a more harmonious, productive, and motivated environment that stands the test of time. Before I go, I would love it if you would leave a review, especially if you've liked what you've heard. And if you'd like to learn more about leadership skills and you're not already a part of the SpinSucks community, get your butt over there. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin-sucks-community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin-sucks-community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free, it's fun, it's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 